Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Well, I'm just about to celebrate being uh, here in uh, the free state of New Hampshire for two years now. Excellent. Uh, heading up to uh, Fork Fest. That's uh, when I first hit the state. Uh-huh. Sounds uh, good. Let's see, uh, devoted to liberty uh, lifelong, uh, self-taught on uh, a whole lot of things. I'm a uh, uh, generalist and a uh, interdisciplinary studies. Um. What would you like to know? That sounds great to All me. Right. Hi, I do. I did bring in some show prep for uh, those that may wish to, uh, you know, check up on on it. Here it's from Reuters, and a news story. Apparently, young U.S. men are having a lot less sex in the 21st century. A study shows. Hmm. So let's uh, let's figure out what young is. Uh, I think I know what U.S. is. Sexual activity among young. American men has declined sharply since 2000, with nearly a third reporting no sex with a partner in the prior year, according to a survey study published on Friday that suggests, uh, let's see, how long ago is this? Uh, yeah, so that's relatively recently. Okay. Uh, suggests social media and electronic gaming might be filling the void. Video games have gotten so good. Well, admittedly, they are. Is, but is the social media thing, putting likes on hot girls' pictures, is that what uh, is filling the void? The world has changed dramatically. I'm not saying that um, you know, all my sexual choices uh, from 18 and a half on uh, or to earlier than 18 and a half were, were particularly good choices. But, um, you know, I mean, I also think there says, it says something about the world now that Young people are having a lot less sex. So well, I've heard that uh, this is the most conservative generation that we've had since uh, the 50s. So this would definitely be in line with that. By their own choice? <laughs> well, I, I think that uh, any time that uh, society moves very far in one direction, uh, there's an inevitable swing back from that direction. So that might be what you're seeing here with uh, the... Uh, the ascendancy of essentially the, the 60s movement and uh, the sexual liberation, and that's pretty much taken over the entire government structure as well as society. So uh, you might be seeing a, a swing back from the sort of free love perspective. I've I've seen numbers that's, that support what you're saying, that this is the most conservative uh, generation in some time. I've also seen numbers that say that it's uh, like it's from a political standpoint, they're only – marginally more uh, more conservative than, say, the millennials. So you kind of have this conservative in lifestyle versus conservative in political thought. I'm sure part of it is the whole uh, – uh, uh, the movements that have been happening now to, uh, well, partially demonize sex, but uh, were aimed at uh, avoiding uh, sexual misconduct in the workplace and things like that. And a lot of those are uh, more aimed at men than at women. So that's that's definitely a risk factor that I'm sure people are avoiding now. I would I would agree a hundred percent that that's so. Not to not to say that workplace sexual harassment is great, but you know there are consequences to just about everything. Well, I mean it's a it's a uh, part of a better problem. I mean we really haven't figured out exactly how we're going to integrate uh, sexuality and sexual conduct in a, uh, a mixed gender workplace. Right. I mean workplaces. Being mixed gender is a relatively new phenomenon, really and is. what did that look like? I can tell you 20 years ago when I was in the, the regular workplace instead of, you know, Free Talk Live is my real job, and I work at it most of the time from my basement, and then I come here to the studio where I work with my 
business partner and the guest hosts, whom are by and large all male, uh, not because we hire males, but because women just don't even want to come. And you know, because that's, it's dominated by males. What do you want to do about lonely that? libertarian males? For a few years, my mom thought that I may be gay. Uh, because I stood some girls up to play Nintendo 64. Like, I, I met them, you know, we were out out and about, met them, got the phone number, did the phone thing, and then was supposed to have, like, a date, and I went, no, I'm going to play Cruising USA instead. Just didn't bother. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, a perfect example of what I was talking about, where that sort of uh, internal desire for a quest that you can, you know, win or lose depending on how you how you handle it, well, you can play a video game. I could. And then you don't have to, you know, deal with as much uh, emotional investment. Uh, you don't have to, you know, risk getting your feelings hurt if you get rejected. You can just find out, okay, well, I didn't I, I didn't beat that cruise in USA. I'll try again. Yeah. I don't even know if I was worried about the rejection. I just went, no, you know what? I'm having too much fun right now. <laughs> and and the, the thing is, is I also believe that people don't generally know what their motivations are. Right. Like it could all of that internal dialogue could have been going on on sort of a sub subconscious level or whatever the reason was you chose not to. And uh, like you don't even know why you choose to do the things that you choose, I think, is sort of one of the difficulties of the human condition. And yeah, I mean, it's I, I mean, I have said I'm not going out tonight. Usually not with plans, but just sort of like there's always standing plans um, to go out with somebody somehow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying in tonight, that kind of thing. And I'm going to do video games or whatever. And so, yeah, I guess it's happened to me too. When I was a young man, I, my, my mom, just to give you a little bit of an idea of the parents, my mom was Catholic. She was half Roman, half Italian Swiss. My father was Jewish, three quarters Ashkenazi Jew from Heidelberg, Germany, and one quarter Sephardic Jew from Venice, Italy. So, of course, they had different perspectives. And when I grew up, there was only one high school that was not public, and that was a Catholic high school. So I had good enough credentials to get to there. And what they tell you is... um, Robert, before you go on, did you need to be credentialized to go to the Catholic school? Um, I don't think I would have made it in if I weren't at that time, because there were Catholic boys and, and girls in my grammar school, because I went to the last year of, of grammar school to eighth grade at, at, a, at a Catholic school, and uh, some of the boy, some of the children there didn't make it in. We held, it was in Orange County, New York, and we had like one Catholic school in Goshen, New York, and uh, there were probably tons of Catholic kids who would like to have gone to a Catholic school, but they only they were the school only had six hundred people, six hundred students in it, so one hundred and fifty per class and. In Orange County, there were probably many, many more who would have liked to have gone. And yes, you you did absolutely. You had to, you had to. I mean, I didn't. I, th- I think everybody was Catholic who went there. Yes, yes, I believe so. Or at least claim to be to get it. Please, please go ahead with your story then. Okay. So anyhow, um, so my mom, you know, she, well, first of all, it's the school. The school, uh, they they gave us the impression, the boys. They gave the boys the impression. At least I got the impression that uh, they kind of indicated that. Um, you know, be careful of girls because, you know, if you, God forbid that you should get one of them pregnant because you can be paying for for them and, 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 and kids. By analyzing biennial uh, survey data between 2000 and 2018, meaning every other year they did a study between 2000 and 2018, from nearly 10,000 men and women aged 18 to 44, researchers found that 16.5% of respondents in total both genders, reported, or sexes, whatever I'm supposed to say there, I don't know, uh, reported less sexual activity from 
2016 to 2018 versus 9.2%. 5% in 2000 to 2002, mostly among unmarried heterosexual men. So just as you presumed, gay guys can get it because gay guys want to have sex with gay guys and gay guys have the sex drive that gay, di- gay guys do, right? Um, which is probably the same as a heterosexual man's sex drive, but it doesn't have the inhibitions that perhaps women do because gay guys don't get pregnant. <laughs> and... um. Let's see. And at least back then they didn't. Who knows now? <laughs> Who knows now, right? And of course, young women, I don't have difficulty finding a sexual partner if they want it. I have used this analogy many times in my life that if I and a attractive woman go knocking on doors uh, on a given street asking for sex it within five doors she will be on her back and i will be in jail i think the uh the answer to a lot of these questions is multifaceted and i would love to know the demographics of that survey um uh, i live in men and women Virginia aged 18 Beach. to 44 10,000 of them okay and what was that all across the country or that's what it's saying. Okay. All right. Just as a lifetime resident in Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, you know, if you're in that age bracket and you come to the beach in the summertime, it's amazing how women lower their standards when they're at the beach for a week. Um, that's the best way I know how to put it. So, like, you've, uh, you've, done, they, you've done a certain level of research as a beach bum is what you're saying? You, you went in there? Yes. And- you could pick them up. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm a life, I was a lifelong resident. Was... I was a lifelong <laughs> resident of Sarasota, Florida, and if I would have been willing to go for women significantly older than myself, I suppose that would have been the case too. But you know, we're much more of a geriatric uh, destination. So <laughs> just get them to put you in their will. <laughs> uh, well, a lot, a lot of women come to the beach in the wintertime. I mean, in the summertime to have a week off. I have a certain level of confidence in my life. People would not call me meek. Okay. <laughs> they, you know, people don't call me humble. People don't call me most of those terms for, you know, these kinds of things. Uh, introverted. They don't use these terms to describe me. How much of that, and I can only talk about my personal experience because I've only inhabited one body so far. Well, the, you're the one that gets to procreate and, like, seed the nation. Am I the alpha? Because I wouldn't call myself that either. If, if you actually look at what an alpha male is in sort of nature, I don't exist trying to dominate the other males well, in that, any given circumstance. Well, that that's part of being a primate. I mean, the, the, uh, again, the research that they've done is that the more a primate dominates other primates, the more likely it is that uh, two primates half their size are going to tear them apart. <laughs> Literally in the case of chimps, whereas... If uh, they're more friendly and like they make friends with everyone, that's where you get a, a stable hierarchy. Well, there you go. Perhaps I'm that 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 kind of monkey. I don't know. <laughs> I figure that's the right kind of alpha to be. Um, sexual. Well, at this, I'm off the dating market. I don't even see how I could fit into this uh, this this Greek letter paradigm. Um, you know, I I don't get to procreate as I wish. <laughs> In fact, they're um, definitely not the alpha. It's as she wishes. <laughs> Sexual, and that's, it's not even procreation at this point, considering I had a vasectomy uh, after my 12-year-old son was born. When lesbians are studied, they what you find is, is that over time, they stop initiating. Women just stop initiating. Interesting. So 
is this what's happening is is that relationships die because the men are used to the women initiating and then they don't initiate anymore well so here here's part of the issue like and it, and it ties back into that like 80 percent are below uh, average attractiveness so like it, you are less likely to be accused 80 percent of, of men of men are considered by right. women uh, of certain demographics to be less than no, just 50%. Across, across the board yeah okay yeah so now if you are a very very attractive man then you have a much lower risk that someone's going to end up following you around with a mattress so they have a much lower uh, threshold for risk on that so you're going to have a much smaller pool of men that are willing to risk being rejected now that rejection comes with a, p- a potential prison sentence than uh, on than average attractiveness men the stories i have read um are that tinder is this is that the uh, heterosexual one tinder is the a dating app yes tinder is a dating app for okay. heterosexuals right right okay sorry um the tender uh, on 20 percent of men on tinder got 80 percent of the female activity whatever that activity might look like i guess it's swiping right sure I have ne- I've only seen it. I've never participated on Tinder. I've seen people swipe and that's about that's all. In Japan this is happening, right? Like young men are and in some ca- and young women too to some extent are just basically not having sex in some cases they're not leaving their rooms. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking of when I said that because in Japan they're like they, they have a population crisis. Yes, because of that. So, but if if it's the case is, you know, the women aren't doing it as well, then yeah, I can understand. Well, that's what's happening in Japan, right. and uh, maybe we go down that road. Maybe we're two decades behind them. Who knows what's going on? I don't know. I can't understand why a young person, a young man, because uh, I've never been a young woman, a uh, young man would ever not leave their room and just play World of Warcraft and have a waifu pillow and have their parents slide their food to them under the door. Like, I don't get that, but it happens a very comfortable lifestyle well again i mean uh you have things that you want to accomplish you have goals that you set and you work to achieve them now if you can just do that in a digital world it's much more convenient and there's much less risk yeah i mean it's all about the goals it really is exactly (laughs) you know and i i for me the, the the digital world is a treadmill that i hate because in order to do much of what I want to do, I must do 90%, 90% of the things that I do online are worthless to me in a sense of achieving value. You do rightly point out that advertising, that uh, dating, sex, and business are all about advertising. That's well, a fact. And with, with, more, with more dating going online, right, with all the dating profiles and the websites, you're better off there if you're playing the numbers game than going out to a bar or a college campus or wherever and, like, taking your chances. There's also the the rejection thing. So, I mean, uh, for men especially, like, we have, like, an instinctual desire not to be rejected because that might actually, like, terminate your bloodline if you get rejected and it gets around the rest of your tribe. Okay. So now with something like uh, uh, Tinder, uh, it's they swipe left, they swipe right. Rejection is painless. Know, yes. You never even know if you were rejected. So, like, risk-free dating. Maybe I want to take a, I want to take a different approach to that because the rejection, depending on how it happens, can be more harsh because like on Tinder or whatever, and there's like a whole you know Reddit thread about this. If you if you get the right swipe and she goes like, oh, yeah, let's talk. And then you say something stupid in the conversation that's then made public for the Internet. So it's not like you got rejected and then you can then move on. Right. It's you got rejected. Your conversation is now posted on social media. 
Well, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's a much different form of rejection. I mean, that's a really right. bold form of rejection. It can be. I've been dating around for a few years. I'm turning 23 this fall. I've been dating around for a few years. And I don't know, man. I just feel like it's impossible to find a real connection. Like, I want more than anything to fall in love and just build a happy life with someone. Sappy as that may seem, but I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like it's never going to happen. I can't connect with someone on an emotional level. And I'll find someone that I really like that on paper it seems like it would be a perfect match. We have a lot of people do things together. I'd enjoy their company. I'd thoroughly enjoy being around them. We would have similar hobbies and interests. We'd like each other's families, but it's just not there. Like, I don't, I feel like I'm reaching out for something that's not there. Like, when you take a step and you're going up the stairs and you expect that another step, but it's not there and you miss it. Like, you're reaching out, going to grasp for something that's not there. I just, I don't know if it's so, me so be or clear when it, you say it's not there, you're not, you're not feeling the same emotional response from her or despite all those, uh, congruities that you just don't feel some sort of emotional connection yeah. in long term. Despite, I mean, thoroughly enjoying being around someone and liking them for who they are as a person. It's just, just not like an emotional attachment. You remember I called Mark and I, I explained to you how to have a uh, dig the ditch rather than uh, build the wall. Oh right? yes, you you are the gentleman yeah. who wants to wants the twenty mile wide canal to run along the U.S. border that creates more beachfront property and solves the immigration pro- problem and a variety Can we get a of things. Drawbridge over that climate though? change, sea level rise. We're correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, put, put people to work, you know, five positives. Got it. Uh, I got a new one for you. Okay. Ready? Uh, yeah. All right. If it's that good. All right. So <laughs> the police in riot gear, right? With yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the Lexan shields uh-huh. that they, they carry. Mm-hmm. Do a hologram. What do you so mean? So the police show up in their riot gear and helmet, uh-huh. right? And they have a Lexan uh face front and they could put a hologram on there of whatever is required whether it's a social worker whether it's a psychologist whether it's uh whatever so the hologram would talk to the rioters exactly. or protesters or whomever exactly uh-huh. right the cop would be protected and only needed uh, you know as a last resort to restrain the individual when it comes to defunding i wanted to comment on you know, going into areas. Do funding police? Yes. Okay. And where the truck drivers wasn't wanting to go in, and I know I'm a day late. Right. So um, let me let me recap know. just very quickly. Some truck drivers are saying they don't want to go to certain places if the police aren't going to be servicing those places, or if the uh, funding is cut for the police in those places. So there you go. Please go on. I I would. I mean, the police never come anyway. Anytime we call them. And, you know, if somebody's going, their freight is all insured. So it's actually up to the business. And we can lock ourselves in our trucks. You can't carry a gun. It's illegal. But I can carry my bear spray, which is not illegal since I'm a mountain driver. Um, that makes some sense. And, I mean, you know. 
Better than nothing. <laughs> I think it's fine for the drivers yeah, to mean, make that choice for themselves. Right? If, if you don't want to haul yeah, the load that you're contracted to do, someone else will. Don't expect that work. Yeah. Right. Just a little And, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just like training. You know, a lot of people don't like to chain their, their trucks in the mountains. So, chaining up the know, wheels, right? They don't right? get to work. Yes. Chaining up the wheels. Think of V for Vendetta where the whole uh, Buckingham Palace and all this stuff blows up in a spectacular uh, effect. Remember, Would you rather remember the 5th of November. That's right. Would you rather destroy the pyramids, because they were built by slaves, or destroy all the Washington monuments? Mount, including Mount Washington, I know it's not in Washington, but all the the oh, big Washington monuments. It's uh, easy. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with uh, Peakless Mountaineer. Yeah, well, I, I care I, about the pyramids. I have to say that I think from a historical standpoint, I'm, I'm presuming that I have to choose one of these. Obviously, I'm not if you looking to play the game right, Mark. I don't want to destroy <laughs> any particular monuments at all. But um, I would say that the loss of the pyramids would be a far more devastating. Uh, at, at, problem than the loss of some relatively new uh, monuments about which we know everything. And you say they were built by uh, slaves, I'll say aliens, and then that'll solve that. Yep. (laughs) Well, and I think the the risk of a loss of history is uh, more pertinent with the pyramids than it is with the Washington Monument. We're not going to forget that America was a country for a little while, uh, whereas the uh, the Egyptian civilization, well, that's a, a, a tougher matter. Well, what do you think an Antifa person would pick? Well, they pretty clearly are destroying the monuments. <laughs> they would destroy anything nearby. Some of the leftists will say that we have wage slavery, where you make a decision to go to work every day, but you have to do it because if you didn't, you wouldn't have money. You'd, you're oppressed by nature is also how they turn. So, the, well, now that's that's actually the question there. Are you oppressed by nature or by civilization? Now, I'm definitely on the side of it is nature that is always trying to kill you kind of feeding you if you're careful about it but always trying to starve you to death and bring storms and kill you and our way around that was civilization which can oppress you if you do it wrong and that really is the question is it nature that's killing you or is it society that's killing you it's what's killing you is your addiction to civilization (laughs) because it's a lot easier to live here than it is to live out there. It's still no possible to go out and live off the land. You can eat the pine seeds and catch the odd uh, marmot, uh, you know, <laughs> and you'll survive, and you'll probably be relatively healthy until 35, it, maybe 40. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, it's possible in that sort of like uh, an entire human being might license. suddenly appear according to the laws of quantum physics. It's possible. What's I- possible? To uh, go out into the wilderness and survive? Oh, I there's, mean... There's very little to eat there, and you probably don't know what it is. Well... Yeah, if you, watch a, if you watch an episode of Naked and Afraid, you'll find out very quickly that nature is not your friend. What is the wage slave to do to move from the lower echelon socially to the middle echelon right. socially? And the response that I got was, save your money and don't spend it, and that'll move you up the ladder. Yes. My interpretation of that was continue to be a wage slave until you can afford not to be. All right. Let me see if I can make that a little easier. First off, I reject the terminology wage slave, but that was the terminology that was was trotted out during the, the that segment. and i'm generally on your side on this however this is th- these are concerns that get raised right so i would do jobs as a teenager as a 20 year old 
even as a 30-year-old, that I simply will not do as a 40-year-old. Okay. Like, I'm just unwilling to do those jobs. And... It, I don't know why that is. Maybe I've reached a certain point. Maybe if I fell economically, I would be willing to do those. I don't know the answer to that. That's probably a part of it, right? You don't have to do those lower jobs anymore because you've built yourself out of it. Right. And it's not on the table. You right. take the jobs that you can and you don't take the jobs that you don't have to. I worked retail. I worked construction. I worked, uh, you know, convenience stores. I worked jobs that are not pleasant, um, right. considered sort of the, the lowest out there. The... It's relatively easy to get out of the bottom quintile because most of the people in the bottom quintile are there who, uh, you know, they, they don't work much. Anyone who knows, you know, what the Fed is, is pretty well aware that we are constantly being stolen from. Now, if we weren't having all of this wealth constantly taken from us, then it would be a lot shorter of a time frame of work the job that you that you have until you can get the one you want. Sure. I would say that bolsters their position then because not only are they at the job that they want – they're stuck there longer because of something out of their control. Freedom is uh, r- relatively easy to look at. It's doing a job that you want to do, whatever that work is, and having the money to have the things that you want to have. Some people need to have private jets, and in which case they're going to have to work a lot more and have a lot more money. I, I don't think most lucky. of us need that. Like you said it yourself, if you're moving from middle to upper, it's uh, a lot of it's luck. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a hard work aspect to it, but lucky is an important uh, factor for that, too. Luck luck matters when you're talking about getting into the middle to upper, not from lower to middle. Right. Um. You know, like maybe the upper middle class, certainly the upper class luck is involved. And I can't you know, I can't tell you how to be lucky, but um, I, I can tell you that I moved between lower to middle and had paid off a house and that gave me the flexibility to be able to invest in ways that uh, made life easier you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com